I am excited because, well, um, we have a very special speaker today. Um, the Clavon family has been good friends of ours for a long time, John and Michelle and Kate and Carson. Um, they're good. They're good. They're not sitting together, but they're good. And um, uh, they, you, well, Kate, Still attends because she's at Olivet, but uh, the Clavons were a part of our, our church family here at Moni for uh, several years, and then they followed the, the Lord's leading out to Moline, and, uh, and Michelle may talk about that. But, you know, I think more than being like some of the most encouraging friends that we have in our lives to this day, um, they are amazing examples of what it means to put Jesus first and to pursue putting Jesus first in our lives, and uh, and so that's why I think we are just so blessed to have them in our lives. And also, we know that um, when you, anytime you meet a really big encourager, know that they need to be encouraged too. They need to have their their tank filled. So um, this is an awesome opportunity for me to like. I have the mic. You can't stop me from saying nice things about you. And then yeah, come on up here, bring it. So um, give it up for Michelle. She's coming up to share with us. And it's going to be good time. So I'm going to move some things out of your way, and you're going to be good to go. Deal. How are you? Good. Just out of curiosity, so we moved three years ago, July 1st. I can't believe it's been three years. I would love to see hands of anybody that has come to second place since that time. Wow. That's awesome. I love this place so much. We do miss you all. Um, as Joe mentioned, the family, you may know them. Um, John, my better half, Kate, is involved with the junior high and on worship team. Yeah, aren't they beautiful? And Carson is going to be a junior at Moline High School um, next year. What's that? <laughs> you want to come up? I figured as much, but we were so privileged to get to be a part of this body for about two years, and we miss you very, very much. We miss the connections with you as people. We miss the vision of this place. Um, I'm so proud of what you all do here. Um, I just, you know, hearing about the 6K and hearing about Love Moni, like, these are things that have all happened since we left, and there was a lot happening when we were here. And I just, there's something very, very special that happens here. And I just want to be a voice to remind you of that. Like, way to go loving people. Way to go loving God. Way to go making an impact in this community. It is very, very special. And we miss you. So it's great to be here with you. Um, it's definitely a privilege to get to share some of what God has been teaching me over the past couple of years. Um, this, I'll tell you what, is definitely coming straight out of my own journey um, and I'm just praying that God will encourage you with some of the things that he has been teaching me. So um, we're going to be taking a look at two kinds of wisdom today. I understand you've been in a series called Two Things. Sound familiar? Yes. Um, a couple weeks ago, you looked at two kingdoms, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of man. And then last week, you looked at two different hungers, our hunger for God and sin's hunger for us. And today we're going to be looking at two kinds of wisdom. The scripture we're going to be looking at in James 3 talks about earthly wisdom, with quotes, right? Because it's, is it really wisdom? And then heavenly wisdom. And so we're going to be taking a look at the various voices that we can listen to. Um, 
Lots of voices are vying for our attention. I want to just ask you, who is the most famous voice that you can think of? Martin Luther King. Who else? Morgan Freeman. Who else? Mickey Mouse. That's a good one. I didn't hear that one before. Who else? We got a couple we're going to listen to. See if you can identify them, okay? Number one. It might be a tumor. Not it's that. not a tumor. It's not a tumor at all. Who is it? Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Okay. Voice number two. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate. We've got one vote for Grover. <laughs> Who is this? Yoda, yes, okay. And last but not least, see if you know who this one is. Last night there was some controversy about this one. I mean, this is so great. We're gonna be baby buddies. <laughs> I got both answers last night too. Fran Drescher was voice, or vote number one. Who is it? It's Janice from Friends. If you don't know this voice, you've got to get to know this voice. It's the best. That's my favorite. Oh, my God. So, you know, we have all kinds of voices that are vying for our attention. And they have a very powerful impact on us. And we're going to be taking a look, trying to get very practical about what these voices sound like and identifying what we're listening to. Uh, research in the field of psychology shows it doesn't matter young or old, male or female, that we have this constant soundtrack going on, um, and it's referred to in psychology as self-talk. Have you heard of this? Okay, so it's like this narration that's going on in our minds constantly as we're experiencing things throughout the day, um, and it really becomes somewhat of a command central. It, you know, it kind of guides our emotions, which affects our attitudes, therefore it impacts our relationships, our success, our failure. Um, I just want to take a quick poll. How many of you would just quickly admit, you throw up your hand, yes, I absolutely know I do this all the time. I'm self-talking. I have conversations in the mirror, blah, blah, blah. Throw up your hand. Okay. Honest. I love it. Okay. How many of you would say, I have no idea what you're talking about. Y'all are a little loony if you're hearing voices. Let me see your hands. Oh, Okay. Last night, there was a lot of people. But yeah, so sometimes it's an awareness thing, right? Is this really happening? So let me give you some examples if, if you're a little skeptical about what I'm talking about at all. Um, let's say that you have a new job opportunity or a new opportunity to get involved in an activity or something, okay? The voice might sound something like this. Um, I am so excited about this. I am, I've got the gifts to pursue this. Uh, I'm going to be good for this. I'm excited about the opportunity. God, help me out. Or it might sound something like, what am I thinking? There are so many people that would be better for this than me. I don't even know why I'm bothering. Okay? Self-talk. Or maybe you've got a little challenging relationship going on. Um, Self-talk might sound something like, I really care about her and... Our relationship is worth some work. Um, we're going to just have a good conversation and work this through, and we're going to get to a better place. Or it might sound something like, I don't know why I'm even thinking about trying to work this through. She is not going to listen. This is going to be a waste of time. It's only going to make things worse. Why bother? You following me? 
identifying some voices. Or maybe you have like a presentation coming up and you're gonna be in front of a group of people and you're thinking, okay, I know I have some great things to share. I'm excited about this opportunity. This is gonna be good, I can't wait. Or it might sound something like, what am I thinking? Like, I am no Joseph Sinzo. Like, he is so creative and so funny. And that, like, why did I say yes to this? Yeah, I may deal with this a little bit. I'm not sure, you know. So we have these voices that are constantly working on us. And we got to be aware of what's going through our minds because it has a great impact on how we live, right? And it's not just a psychology concept, although, you know, it's very, very well documented about the outcomes and how it affects us, but it's also something that is based in the wisdom of Scripture. We're going to be taking a look at a passage from James 3. We're going to see it up on the screen here, and it makes it clear that there are two very different kinds of voices that we can listen to. James 3, 13 to 18, two kinds of wisdom. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere, peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. And so the scripture makes it very clear there are two completely different kinds of voices that can be our soundtrack, right? There's this voice of earthly wisdom, and there's this voice of heavenly wisdom. And that what I love about this scripture is that it gives very distinct characteristics of what these two voices sound like, and it helps us to be able to discern what we're listening to, right? So let's take a look at this. Um, earthly wisdom, the voice of earthly wisdom is envious, it causes disorder and chaos. It's deceptive. It's selfish. It's critical. It's contentious, which means like it's trying to cause problems all the time. Um, it's jealous. It's anxious. Whereas a voice that is of heavenly wisdom looks very different. It is peaceful. It's sincere. It's truthful. It's gentle. It's humble. It's pure. It's gracious. It's considerate. Very, very different types of voices, right? And as we're trying to, you know, get clear on the soundtrack that we're listening to, these characteristics can be really helpful to help us identify this. Let's get real in this. Let's take it into the day-to-day -day life. I want you to, this is going to be an all play, okay? Like, this is where you all participate, all right? You're good at this. We're second place. Um, so I want you to think of one of the wisest people that you know. I'm going to just give you a second to think about that. Somebody that you think of and you think, wow, that person is wise. And think about what it is in their life that reflects that they've made wise choices, the relationships they have, the way they live, the way they treat people. And I'm going to have you turn to a person right next to you. And if you haven't been able to think of anybody, that's okay. Just fess up. I, I know nobody who's wise, okay? <laughs> but turn to the person next to you and just share. Somebody that came to your mind and a couple quick things about what 
helps you feel like that's a wise person. Okay? And go. I'll play. All right, let me hear about some of your people. Call out a name and tell me something about them that makes you know they're wise. Who's got one? Don't be shy. Yeah. They're fruits. Did somebody, you have a name of somebody? Okay, Jim. And what fruit do you see in his life that makes you know he's wise? Awesome. Who else has somebody that you see as being wise? You guys have wise people around you? Your dad. What is it about your dad that shows his wisdom? Okay. Yeah, relationally wise. My son, what do you have to say? Aw, did you hear him? He is so sucking up, isn't he? <laughs> Oh, no, we're not going there. Uh, I'm not giving him that chance. <laughs> so on the flip side, okay, think about someone that you have observed that we could say is foolish, okay? Like, and you don't have to share this one. You can keep this one to yourself, okay? Hopefully it's not the person next to you or anything. <laughs> think about somebody you know that, I mean, just look at what's going on. It's just like there aren't good choices going on, right? There's a lot of chaos, a lot of, like, breakdown in relationships, not good outcomes. I would throw out the idea that these two different types of people, the people that came to your mind, are listening to a very different soundtrack. The self-talk, the wisdom that they are paying attention to looks dramatically different. And that voice that they're choosing to listen to creates emotion, that creates attitude, that creates interactions with people, that creates choices, right? Very, very different outcomes according to the voice that we listen to. And so that brings us to the big idea that I want to share with you today, which is a wise person and someone who wants to thrive spiritually must be intentional about the voice that they listen to. I've been uh, reading a book by Dallas Willard. Are you guys, anybody know Dallas Willard? Are you fans of his? A couple of you. Um, he is renowned for being an expert in spiritual formation. And a book that he has written is called Renovation of the Heart. It is, it's not an easy read, but it's an awesome read. I highly recommend it. But in that, he talks about spiritual formation being the process of developing a very different kind of life. And he said, it's the process of developing the life of God himself. And he spends a couple of chapters talking about the importance of our thought life if, if we're going to develop the life of God himself. And he um, 
uses an illustration of the story of the Good Samaritan. Now, we've heard this story a thousand times, right? But he looks at it from the standpoint of what voices do the different characters in this story, what are they listening to? What are they giving their thought life to? Uh, so you know the story, right? The guy is on the road. He is attacked, robbed, stripped, beaten, and left to die. And there are various characters that come along that respond to him. And the Good Samaritan, it actually records in Scripture that the Good Samaritan, when he saw him, he felt compassion. And so Dallas is saying, what is going on in the thought life of the Good Samaritan as he, you know, is coming down the road, maybe even before he gets to this guy who's been beaten and robbed, what's going on in his mind that puts him in a place where he felt compassion? And then he looks at the other two characters, the religious types, the uh, priest and the Levite. And, you know, he says, what was going on in their minds, you know, again, even before they get into the situation, but as they're going down the road and then they come across the man, what thoughts were going through their minds? What, what do you think? Call it out. What was going through their minds? I'll play. Who, what do you think? What's that? Not my problem. <laughs> Sucks to be you, dude. What else? What might have been going on in their mind before they even saw him? I don't have time for this. So as they're coming across the situation, before they even get to it, right? Oh, my gosh, I'm so busy. Oh, my gosh, like I'm so stressed out. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I've got to get to this meeting. I've got to go. got to go. You know, that's what's going through their minds before they even get across the man, so there's emotion and attitude happening before they even see him that leads to their choice of how they respond. Are you with me? What else might have been going through their mind? Yeah, like arrogancy, right? I am of this particular group of people. Like, this, these are my people. Who is this? You know, this is not my people. Worrying about what people think. If I'm late to this meeting, what are they going to think of me? Ego. Like, do you see what I'm saying? And so I think it's so fascinating how he presents this story. Like, never thought about it this way. What is the soundtrack that they are listening to even before they get there? Because there's, there's something that leads up to that, right, that puts them in the state to either respond or not to respond to the man who's in need. And they have feelings based on their soundtrack that creates that outcome. God has been guiding me, and I'll tell you what, it's not been an easy journey. I still struggle with it every day, to think more and more about the voices that I am listening to that lead to things like anger and lead to jealousy and envy and lead to, like, a critical spirit. What am I listening to, you know, because I'll be honest, like, I'm good when I'm in worship, right? I'm good when I'm prayerful, like, I'm, I'm praying or I'm in scripture, like, I'm good. Like, I'm with Jesus. But I walk out the door, and I've got this soundtrack going that is earthly wisdom. It's contentious. It's envious. It's insecure, right? And God is trying to help me live in the thoughts of Jesus. Like, what are the narratives of Jesus that he would be living in so that I can become more like him? 
And he, a quote that he has says, if we are to become like Jesus, we must more and more think his thoughts. That is a butt kicker, my friends. I can do really good when I'm here worshiping with you all. I can do really well in my quiet time. But man, when the chicken business goes crazy, that's, that's our business. We do Chick-fil-A if you don't know that. You know, I've got fear. I've got anxiety. I've got anger. I've got insecurity. Like these are not the thoughts of Jesus, right? So it's a very different soundtrack. And it's not an easy thing to listen to. You know, it's not an easy thing to, to get control of. Um, Willard goes on to say, and I love this, he describes Jesus as the most powerful thinker that ever has been on the face of the earth. And, you know, I've heard Jesus described in lots of different ways. I've heard him described as a great teacher. I've heard him described as a healer, a forgiver, our savior. But I have never heard him described as the greatest thinker ever. Isn't that cool? And it's so true, right? I mean, you think about what he taught us, the positive things he taught us. He taught us about compassion. He taught us how to love deeply, not just like the checkbox stuff, but the true heart love. He taught us how to treat everyone with dignity and respect, no matter who they are, no matter where they're coming from. He taught us to sacrifice, like all of these really beautiful thoughts, because he was dwelling with his father. He was a great thinker. But not only did he teach us how to think the beautiful thoughts, but he also very practically taught us how to combat the destructive thoughts that come our way. And this is powerful. This is where, like, God, help me. So one of the um, things that has just really helped to illustrate this for me is the movie The Passion of the Christ. How many of you have seen that? Yeah, so if you've seen it, you remember that there's a character in the movie that portrays Satan, right? About the creepiest thing ever. <laughs> and there are several different times in the movie where this character is interacting with Jesus and trying to fill his mind with destructive thoughts to tempt him. And as we look at how Jesus responds, it's amazing. So the character says things like, do you really think you can do this? This is too much for you. Really? Save the world? Where's your father? Oh, my goodness. Like, do you hear these thoughts ever? He has abandoned you. And then we look at how Jesus responds. He says, Father, you are my refuge. I trust in you. I belong to you. Not my will, but your will be done. Other times in scripture where he's tempted, his immediate response is to respond with scripture, right? Satan says, can man live by bread alone? You know, and he, he has these scriptures that are his anchor. Now, if Jesus needed scripture for anchors to keep his mind and soundtrack where he wanted it to be to produce the fruit of the Father, I think maybe that's a good hint for me, you know? So let's get really practical, okay? 
So hopefully you're with me and you're understanding and aware of the voice that we can choose to listen to. And that really is the first step. We've got to be aware. And I think the biggest hindrance to the awareness is we just are running, right? We're just running, 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 running so fast that we're not even aware of the narration track that's going on, right? So we're just trying to keep up with everything. And this narration track is running and affecting us and causing us to be wise or unwise, and we just are trying to keep up. So we've got to be aware of the soundtrack. And how do you know the voice that you're listening to? Let's go back to the characteristics that we are looking at. If you're trying to identify, if you're trying to be aware of what you're listening to, is it envious? Is it chaotic? Is it deceptive? Is it critical? Is it jealous or anxious? Or is it peaceful? Is it kind? Is it truth? Is it gentle? Like very quickly we can discern what we're listening to, right? So we've got to be aware. And once we identify when we're listening to thoughts that are not of the Spirit, what do we do? Um, we've got to choose to, I call it centering myself. I've got to choose to center. I've got to choose to step back from the race and say, Father, I take refuge in you. I want to be in tune with your thoughts. I want your ideas to be guiding my life, not the hubbub, because the loudest voice is probably not the voice of wisdom, right? The loudest voice is anxious, hurry, fear, let's go, let's go, let's go, you know? This is not the voice of wisdom, but somehow we are buying into the earthly wisdom that we have to keep up. This is evil. You know, earlier in the scripture it said it's demonic. And so, you know, it really does go beyond this idea of just being a psychological concept. It is, I mean, Satan in John 10.10, 10, Jesus tells us the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So he is going to whisper these ideas to you, right? You can't do this. Really, you think that's going to work? They're never going to listen. Like These are the voices of evil that really want to destroy us. But our Father has voices of heavenly wisdom. And we need to follow the, the um, example of Jesus and combat these thoughts with Scripture. So... Goodness, like if you have a thought that you find yourself dealing with, what is the anchor of truth that you can dwell in to battle that thought? For me, I mean, you guys, I've got so many of them. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you can overflow with hope by the power of his Holy Spirit. Like These are my anchors, you guys. And I, it would be such an honor. Like If you have a thought you're dealing with and you need a scripture, like let's talk. Let's find a scripture to be an anchor because Satan wants you to dwell in that soundtrack. And we've got to combat it with the truth and the beauty of scripture.
Sometimes, you guys, I can try as hard as I can. I can pray. I can try scripture. And I'm just going to be really honest. Um, I still battle it. And I'm not sure why. In the last several years of my life, um, I have been tortured (laughs) in the middle of the night often with my thoughts. And it's not something I've ever dealt with before. And I don't know if it's, you know, my age. I don't know. I mean, we've gone through massive change in the past few years, you know, but I often find myself awake for sometimes hours and Satan is just attacking and he's giving me fear, you know, you're such a bad mom. Like you've blown it over and over and over again. What are you thinking? I mean, evil right? Worry about my financial situation. You guys aren't going to be able to keep up with this. What are you thinking? You know, like, these are attacks, and I'll tell you what, like, I literally have times where I feel like I'm doing everything in my power to combat those thoughts, and I still, like, you guys, it's, I don't know if you relate to this or not, but I can try to pray. I can try to think the thoughts of God. And my mind still goes back to destructive thoughts. And I don't know why, you know, but it happens. And I literally one night, you know, found myself in this, like, anxious place where it's like these awful thoughts coming to my mind. I know they're not of God. I'm trying to pray. I'm trying to think about scripture. I'm trying to think the thoughts of God. And my mind just keeps getting drawn back. And it's just like, what in the world? Like, and literally the only thing I could do in that point was just to throw myself on God, like complete and utter dependence. And I just prayed over and over again, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. Like, I just kept praying it over and over and over again until he met me. Because I could not control my thoughts. And, you know, one thought, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. And, you know, the Holy Spirit met me. And I I felt, you know, like just that comfort of his presence. And I didn't have scripture. (laughs) I didn't have great thoughts. But I had Jesus. And I'm so grateful. And, you know, I don't know why. There's part of me, if I'm honest, that's like, God, like I'm trying so hard. Why don't you just help me? You know, like why don't, why isn't this scripture helping? Like that's, I'm this, that kind of girl. I'm a battler, you know. But, you know, maybe there's a greater good. Maybe it's because I needed to bring this message today. You know, maybe it's because I needed a heart of compassion and a place where I didn't have it. He knows. Maybe it's because I needed to experience his presence in a way that was fresh and new that night just because I needed him so desperately. I'm going to ask the band to come up. And as they're coming, I, I want to say, so what? What are we going to do with this? Because one thing I don't want to do, and I know this place well enough to know you're with me, like let's not come together and think good thoughts while we're here and walk out and just do our thing, Right? Let's do the stuff of Jesus. Like, so what? So I want you to reflect on this past week. Just look at the past week. 
what are the two or three most prominent thoughts your mind has been dwelling on? And you know them probably right now, don't you? And maybe they're beautiful thoughts. Maybe they're, oh, God, you have created me with a purpose. I'm so grateful to get to pursue this. I trust you in the midst of this difficult time. Maybe those are the thoughts you're thinking, or maybe they're fear and anxiety and insecurity. But being aware, like when you look at those thoughts, what is the fruit they're producing? Okay, because the reality is I can worry and worry and worry about what kind of mom I'm being, but does that produce the kind of mom I want to be? It doesn't. It produces exactly the opposite, right? And so I want to be in tune with what are the, my thoughts producing? And then I'm just going to ask you to bow your heads because you've hopefully identified those prevailing thoughts, and you've looked at, okay, what is that producing for me? And I just want you to ask the Holy Spirit as we're closing with this message, God, what is the truth that you want me to base my soundtrack on? What, what message can I replace with those that Satan is wanting to whisper and have me dwell in? Because he loves us. He has beautiful thoughts for us to think he has life-giving, hope-giving, kind thoughts that are ours to receive. And I pray that over all of us today. So Jesus died to set us free from the voices of evil, right? The voices that tell us we're not enough. The voices of fear and anxiety. He set us free from that. And he died for us to have voices of life and hope and joy and peace and kindness and compassion. As we go, let's lean in to those voices, right? Let me pray over us as we finish. Jesus, we need you. We meet with you here and we fill our cups with life and joy and hope and peace. And we know it's heavenly and our spirits are calm and full of life. We want to go into this week listening to that voice, not just experiencing it here, but listening to the soundtrack of heaven, of kindness, of hope, of joy, of confidence in who you've made us to be. Help your spirit to have our attention this week. Help us to resist the wisdom of the world that says run, run, run and stay so busy that you have no idea what you're listening to. We lean into you. We need you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Go in the power of the Spirit. Listen to heavenly wisdom, yes?